Welcome to 239 Uncensored. Everything Southwest Florida and beyond with your host, Tim Jurett. This podcast covers it all. Real talk on issues from real estate to real crime. Join the discussion on hot topics to politics. Don't get left behind. Be in the know about everything Southwest Florida and beyond. Uncensored everything Southwest Florida and beyond, and we have a great podcast for you today. We have the lovely Rosa Madrid. Rosa's a good friend of mine. Rosa, are you with us in the studio? I am here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Rosa, we finally we get you in the studio. Absolutely. Yeah. This is great. I yeah. feel like I'm on an official, just badass podcast. <laughs> so, so what? What do you think about the studio? I mean, is, you think it's kind of cool? I love it. I mean, I was just saying, you know, it's so technological and fancy, and I'm, like, just impressed. I'm, like, I just think it's all really cool. Yeah, no, it's fun, and I know you're, like, a huge social media guru. Yeah. Because I watch you. Well, I, you know, it's funny you say that. I don't consider myself that, but I will say I have to give myself some credit looking back at my track record, just building my business, that... I, I do. I do love social media. It's fun. Yeah, and you're right in the right target age group to make it work for you. And one thing I'm really impressed is, Rosa, for those of you who don't know, Rosa works for Movement Mortgage, a mortgage company here locally, does a great job. Rosa will get in the car and she'll like, I think you were doing inspiration Mondays and motivation and yep, yep. some of that stuff. And you just start talking, and when you can't help but listen, tell me, tell me how that's inspired. Yeah, so I, um, and you're calling me out because I need to get back into it, right? And sometimes I am that's, calling that's you the out. thing with social media is like you just get into the routine and you just need to keep doing it. And I would say consistency is the main thing with that. So I started a thing called Car Chronicles Mindset Mondays, and I just started to do something that kind of made me a little nervous, and that would be do a video and put it on Facebook to essentially just either motivate someone or just if they could you know, challenge themselves a little bit with the way they think. Um, obviously, mindset is a huge thing with business, your personal life, everything. So that is really what I love. And, you know, I love reading about it. I love practicing it. Um, so, yeah, I just kind of started doing that every Monday and built traction, I think, in, in that with my business. And I wanted people to think of me more than just mortgages, but also, you know, someone that was mindset, maybe coach, you know, in the future, too. I guess the biggest thing, though, is when you're driving and you're, like, put the camera on, you you really, that doesn't happen overnight, right? So you have to kind of work up to that. And I think you have to kind of drop the fact that, hey, it's not going to be perfect. Right, right. Yeah, and, and it's true. And I, I, you know, Facebook gives you those reminders of, like, your videos before and, like, my a couple of ones at a at a prior office that I was at, I I can tell like I'm pretty timid. You can't really hear me. I'm like, yeah, like we should do, you know, da, da, like mortgages and and you can just tell. So like over time, it does build confidence, but you just have to start, right? Like it's not going to be perfect. And the common thing I hear is like, I don't like the way I sound on 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 video. And I'm like, well, that's the way you sound and look in real life. So you <laughs> sh really should like the way you sound, you know, like. Um, like even people that have accents sometimes have said that. And I'm like, I love your accent. I think it makes you like even cooler, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, you know, I, I do this. I have fun. This is like a hobby for me. I think like you said, though, is if, if you don't just like do it and say, what the hell, just do it. It, it doesn't matter because no. it's amazing. Like just having this podcast, 
having a little video, having, you know, the 239 uncensored. Mm-hmm. I'll go place and be like, I saw your, and I'm like, I would never expect you to listen or watch. No one would really comment. Right. You know? It's so funny. And I call people <laughs> out. When people say that to me, I'm like, well, you didn't like my video. I was like, I had no idea you watched it. You yeah, know? yeah. But it is true. It doesn't matter. Like, you can still see people are viewing it. I mean, if people aren't commenting, it's like, what, just being top of mind, I guess. But yeah. It's funny. And, and that reminds me, the one thing I need you guys to do, if, you know, you go on 239 Uncensored Facebook page, make sure you like it. Go on the YouTube page. Make sure you like it or subscribe, I guess, on yep, YouTube. Yep. And so we know you're out there. We, we won't call you out, you know, but if, you know, we, we will if we have to. I will. I would call <laughs> Rosa calls out. <laughs> Rosa calls out. So tell us a little bit about, I know movement mortgages more than just, you know, getting mortgages for people and, and current thing. What inspires you or what drives the whole movement mortgage train, I guess, is the best way to say it. I love that question because I'm, I am passionate about working with Movement Mortgage and I'm glad you're asking. And I didn't really understand until I got into this company that, you know, somebody like our CEO could have so much of a vision that was bigger than myself, basically. And that's what attracted me to Movement Mortgage in the first place. So we have our CEO, Casey Crawford, who, you know, used to be an NFL player, actually. Yes. Um, you know, Panthers and I think the Bucks as well. And I played with him a few years when I was in the NFL. <laughs> oh, yeah, good. I'll have to tell him. My friend, your friend Tim says hi. Ball, ball boy. <laughs> um, but he just, you know, he has this vision, and his whole thing is we want to be on the sideline of, you know, you want we want to see our names on schools and not stadiums, right? So, like, we really want to, like, invest back into communities. You know, it's, it's God, you know, God, faith-based, you know, love and family, value, people. So, like, you really have this culture of, of – of a team, I don't want to say loan officers, but a team that really want to do what's in the best interest of the people they work with, whether that's their coworkers or people getting a house or a mortgage. So the whole movement culture is is really, it's, it's bigger than ourselves. And our CEO leads a vision that really can essentially captivate even people like me that don't really work with him day to day. But I mean, like missions trips, like we do missions trips. Yeah. We have non for profits. Yeah. So like a portion of the profits from movement go to these non for profits missions trips where we go to third world countries where maybe they don't have um you know, I've been to one. I, I think you went last last year, right? A couple a year years ago, ago to El Salvador. Yes. Yeah. And you it told was, me a little bit about it. Changed so it was my amazing. Life. It yeah. changed my life. So the fact that, you know, yes, we do mortgages, but you when you're working with us, like you're you're contributing to so much more. I mean, to help you know, build, um, like little churches and stuff over at El Salvador. Um, it's just incredible. And the people there are amazing. So it really is more than financing. Right. So like after the crash happened, him and, you know, the co-founder basically said, we want to do things right. Right. Like mortgage reps had a bad rap in 2008 after the crash. So they actually started right after imagine like a mortgage company's like, Oh yeah, let's start right after, you know, basically the housing crash due to mortgages. Yeah, exactly. And they changed the game for me. I mean, they changed the game for the industry. I mean, like I said, uh, when I think of movement mortgage, I don't think like profits and, you know, we're not on the Super Bowl, you know, uh, commercials because we're putting our profits into things that are really touching people in the community, which I think need it more than, you know, some marketing advertising, in my opinion. So that's what what brought me to movement. Yeah, so basically you got movement mortgage and then you have the good things on the other side that, come with it and then anybody who utilizes movement mortgage for a mortgage there's a a, maybe a percentage or something that goes to the betterment of the community yeah Yeah. exactly and it's privately held too so it's not like it's public so it's not like we're trying to pay all these big 
you know, CEO, like it's just, it's all privately held. So we can choose to do that and put into nonprofit and put into building charter schools. So like Charlotte has one, um, they're building another one and they plan to build hopefully three more and then just keep doing that, you know, in in any community that we can. That's that's great. That's great. They're basically utilizing those profits to their choice instead of worrying about the stockholders and all that stuff. So yeah, no, that's a great, that's a great thing. So how long have you worked for Movement Mortgage or been in the mortgage industry? So I've been with Movement now over two years, um, going on my sixth year in the industry. Okay. Yeah, so can't believe I'm saying that, but in October it'll be six years since I, you know, stepped into, dabbled into this. Yeah, tell me a little bit about how you got started in it, though. You know, is it something you always wanted to do or you just enjoy? I think you're a people person myself. Yeah, and it's funny. I don't think anyone, like, as a kid is like, oh, yeah, I want to be a mortgage lender when I grow up. And so... (laughs) Run around the house with mortgage lender clothing on. It was totally opposite. I mean, I got a degree in health sciences at USF. And after that, I came back. I was bartending. And I met my... Well, the the manager at the time, I met him. And he was like, oh, why don't you get into mortgages? And I was like, you know, I don't have anything else to do. And I'm kind of like just run down in the the bartending world. So I, I wanted to get out. And um, so I started there. It was just a, a friendly, yeah, you're right. Like I was having a conversation with someone that was awesome, came in, we started talking and he's like, yeah, let's, you know, you could be an assistant and, you know, we'll show you the ropes. And I'm like, okay. Like, and I didn't even own a home back then. So I was right. like, right. I was like, I don't know anything about mortgages, like nothing. So it was interesting, but I love the challenge. It was, it's a challenging, you know, career. And I think, you know, being in the real estate world, I mean, it takes, I mean, I, learning the business takes a couple of years and then, building your own business takes another couple of years in my opinion. So it, it was not easy to start, but it was something about unlimited potential, you know, being in a business like that. Same with real estate. I mean, you have no cap. And to me, it didn't make sense to go to school for three years, come out in debt with tens of thousands of dollars in debt and then make a certain amount for the rest of my life. Like it just didn't make sense to me. So I'm glad I never went through with what I originally wanted to do, which was like medical field stuff. Um, because I love this lifestyle. I love, you know, having range of free time and and all that good stuff. But yeah, so I just kind of, it was just luck really and being at the right place at the right time. Yeah. And a lot of people, the flexibility is good. And a lot of people, you know, I, I am a real estate broker. I have Florida pro reality. A lot of people will say, you know, I'm not a salesman. I'm like, listen, you don't understand. Like real estate is really not about selling traditionally selling houses like a you know car salesman hey this is a no all you really do is you pick up the phone you're willing to go show them a house right so you talk about the pros and cons that's what i do when i'm out there the pros and cons of the house um you know today's market's a little bit different because you're you're kind of like scrambling to get contracts in and and make things happen but you're really not selling anything in, in my opinion you're basically showing them, try to look at the pros and cons of the house or property you sell. Right. And your business is like, this is the product I have. Let me work with you and make this a smooth transaction. Yeah. You know, let me let me help you make this a, a somewhat pleasant experience. Yeah, and I agree. I mean, I think I tell people all the time and I try to inspire people because, you know, you see people that are miserable in their nine to five job. And I'm like, I'm telling you, like, like you know, my mentor you know, that runs kind of our region, Jonathan Garrick, he is like, he's the one that put that, like you can create your life like by design, like you can literally create whatever it is that you want. And I believe that for anyone listening or, you know, whatever, and any dream that you have, 
Um, but it's relationships. So it's yeah. like, if you're good at being friends with people, you could be a salesperson, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and I think people don't realize that because I think you're selling something, but you're not. And, and I think in this culture and in this time that we're in, I think people are starving for relationships. Like, yes, yeah, social media is great, but you know, we're not having that connection. Like I'll get people that are other lenders trying to recruit me, just like throwing money at me and like money, money and this and that. And here's what we can like fancy stuff, but they don't even care like who I am as a person. And I'm like, I don't think you're going to get far with just sending these like mass texts, you know? So I think we're starving as a culture for more relationships. I think we need them. I think we're so involved in looking at our phones and seeing what other people doing that it's relationships. And that's why I think movement culture thrives as well, because we get that. It's not just throwing money at people or it's not just signing like agreements for marketing and stuff like it really comes back to relationships. And, and I love that. And if you like having friendships, I think you can be successful in the sales yeah. career. And, and all the real estate folks that I talk to, a lot of them are like, well, I need leads. I need to you, you need. So when you get into a brokerage, most of your brokers possibly will tell you, I can get you some leads and I can get you leads. I mean, what are they going to be? It's really about, and I was talking to Sarah Brand a couple of weeks ago on a previous podcast, and basically it's like I, when she goes out, she says, I take 50 business cards, and I do not leave until I give all 50 of those business cards away. Now, right. I'm just using that as a number, but it's about telling people what you do and not be shy about telling them yeah. because everybody needs to know that you sell real estate. Everybody needs to know that you, you know, work mortgages. Everybody needs to know that, you know, if you're selling cars, that's okay. They, everybody needs to know you're selling them right? because when they think, you know, get a car, I'm, I'm going to go to, I, I need to get a house. I'm going to call Tim. I'm going to get a mortgage. I'm going to call Rosa or we have our relationships. We put together a few deals. That's just, that's just something that you have to let people know that you do it and you can't be shy about it. Let mm -hmm. people know. Right. Right. You know. Yeah. Being top of mind. And that's why social media as we were talking about here, this book, um, social media is so important. I mean, I think I got, I know I got millions of, of uh, dollars worth of sales volume from last this year and last year just from videos alone, telling people about refinancing, you know, and, and it, it, I mean, yeah, it's part of my business. I mean, I wouldn't, yeah. I would be a lot less fortunate if it wasn't for social media. A couple of weeks ago, Rosa put out a little notice on Facebook and this is kind of cool, um, right? She put this out. She goes, if you're interested in this agent marketing playbook, just please let me know. So I'm like, I want one. I want one. She came over to the studio and gave us like five of them. This is kind of a neat thing. And I know it's it's a lot of, um, you know, information in here. But everything, every page that I looked at is something that is very useful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome. They have this monthly ins inspiration in this one. And this is, um, I think it's fall. Is this your yeah, fall book? Yeah, it's like football theme. Yeah, it's a know, football theme. I mean, it's cool. You can see it there. This thing is great because it's got so, so many things. It's, there's even a section for social media, um, when to call people, follow-ups, leads. This thing is great. What gave you the idea? I'm sure other folks in your company, but yeah, yeah, it, what, it, what gave you the idea for this? It, um, you know, again, with, with movement, our coaches are incredible, right? Like, we all need a coach, I think, to excel, um, you know, in any part of life. But this was a, a coaching thing, and, you know, they're like, you know, we really need to get – some sort of marketing out there. And obviously you want to add value to anyone that you work with as far as even, you know, agents or I, honestly, anyone could benefit from this book if you're in any sort of business, but um, it's just pretty cool. And I thought it'd be a great way to like, again, build relationships. Like I had to come in here and talk to Tim and um, we got to chat up a little bit cause it's been, been a while. And I'm like, you know what, this is an awesome resource to be able to drop off hopefully most of them and, and just be face to face with people, but they're cool tips. I mean, there's like, like the national funny, wacky holidays that like 
you know, you're like, what? Like, who who put this together, you know? But they're good <laughs> ideas. You know, obviously, it's just something to hopefully inspire you, right? It, I don't believe you're going to go through the whole book. But if you could get at least one little bit of inspiration for a marketing idea and just act on it, like I promise you, uh, the cold calling scripts, they're great. It's, it's just fun. So I thought it'd be a really good resource for or my agents, um, you know, to use and, and even share with any maybe new agents that don't know even know where to start. That's it's great. I'm looking at one page and it says phone calls, birthday calls, anniversary calls, right? Mm-hmm. So you could go in there, write write down the birthdays, and you can take them from Facebook because a lot of us on Facebook we like, hi, oh, happy birthday, Rosa, happy birthday, Tim, happy birthday, Diana, right. you know. But the reality is, if you get like a one minute phone call with somebody and say, hey, I just want to say happy birthday. Um, I called a buddy the other day, and I go, listen, Al, Al Flanagan, I go, Al, I'm calling you because I don't want something. Because usually when I call him, <laughs> what are we doing? We call Al, you know, because you need something. Yeah. But I call him and say, Al, I'm calling you because I don't want something. It's right, amazing, right. right? So, but just to call and let somebody know it's their birthday, mm-hmm. that, that goes a huge, oh, that, yeah. that goes a huge distance. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny, you talking about calling. I mean, that's a huge part of our the way I love to run my business is like our operations team, the people that you never see in the behind the scenes. I was talking to another gentleman yesterday who just had gone through the mortgage business and he was like telling me, you know, I feel like the underwriter is just like the scary person in like this closet that's just like looking to like deny they are. a loan. <laughs> no. But like I need to do a video about that because like if, if you guys met like our, I remember one time like when I actually got to movement, like the head of underwriting I was like, dang, this guy's cute. I didn't even know there weren't underwriters like under the age of 40. Like, what? <laughs> like, I was like, is this real? Because my prior life, it was like, you know, we, you didn't talk to them. Like, you didn't really call them. You weren't supposed to call them because we're like pesky salespeople, you know, and like we're just trying to get things done. And it's not the case, but we pick up the phone and call our operations team Hello. all yeah. the time. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, when are you going to come up? Like, we go out with, for drinks. Like, it's, it's unreal. Like, the culture's unreal. But yes, calling people, like, Somebody asked me today, and I'm curious to know what you think. Like, if you get a lead, what's your first thing? Are you going to text them? Or are you going to call them? Or are you going to send them an email? Like, for me, like, if, if I can pick up the phone and build a relationship and start asking questions and, like, get someone to open up, your chances of converting that lead are so much greater oh, yeah, than sending yeah, a text yeah. or an email saying, hey, yeah. I heard you wanted to buy a house, you know? You know, so it's, like, calling. Yes, it's, yeah. like, it, it, we, we, like, we forgot about calling. I don't know. Yeah, and I think what you do, always make that initial call and then get a feel for whether they like to text because you can kind of figure yeah. out at some point like all right this person likes to text right i personally like it i like that initial call to say hey this is tim yep. you know i just want to give you yep. a call let you know whatever you need we got you back we got you know everything we'll do everything we can and then if it converts to text then that's okay but at least you've made that initial engagement yeah for sure you know and i think the follow-up i think one of the things that i probably i don't do it on purpose but i kind of lack at the you know follow-up we close the deal, we go on because you're kind of you kind of feel like that person's probably tired of you. Right. But to surprise them with a, a phone call or even a message, you know that that that's a good thing too. Hey, yeah. just want to check on you, make sure you're doing good, and everything's right. good. Right. And, you know, you, like, and you're what? not wanting something. Right. You know, that's right. the key, I think. That's yeah, the key for sure. So you talked a little bit about your your missions and and what you've done. I know your you know religion is very important to you and and, and things like that and doing things for the community, just fill us in on kind of how that's impacted you going and doing things in the community and beyond down in other countries. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what, you think you have problems here (laughs) and you don't like you go to a third world country and 
you know, I remember this one, a couple stories that I'll never forget, but, you know, I remember one in particular, there was a woman who was taking care of her kids and like some other family's kids too, that they didn't have much. And she had to walk, I don't know how long every day just to try to get some food, all this stuff, right? Just breaks your heart and, you know, doesn't really have much and barely has clothes, you know, and, and she was telling me, you know, a lot of times she's walking in the rain, this isn't that. And I happened to have a rain jacket on me and I left some, you know, cash in there and I gave it to her. And I was just hoping she would like find it later or whatever. And then she comes back running over to me and she's like, oh, I have, you know, you left your money in the, in the coat, in the rain jacket. And I was like, no, that's for you. You know, I didn't want to like have her show it in front of people, but whatever. So, so you know, she came right. running back to me and I'm just like, here's the soul that like, you know, doesn't have much, doesn't have anything really. She's trying to like she, I don't, she didn't have a home at that time, but she's here. She is coming to the church and just still, you know, looking for hope, right? And I think that's so important. Even if you're not religious, like you have to have something in life that gives you hope. Because I mean, we have so many challenges with everything that's going on in the world. It's like how do you how do you function without some sort of like hope or some sort of ideal of of um, just faith or hope, you know? So seeing what they go through, seeing how grateful they are with 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 not much, right? And seeing how passionate they are and how they still love people. And like, they're so welcoming to us. Like, they're like, oh my gosh, you guys are such a blessing. Like when we, when we go there, it's like almost like you're like a celebrity, you know, right. like, oh, you're right. from America, you know, but, uh, but no, in return, it's, it's actually, they're the ones that give us like any, like that's like invaluable. I, I, I could never get that experience here. And just to see how grateful someone is, how loving someone is without having much. And, and it just makes all your problems like go away. So yeah, it, yeah. it really just touched me in the sense that there's a lot of people in this world that really don't have a quarter of, you know, an eighth, a 10th of what we have here. And it's like, we have, we create all these problems, right? It's like, almost like we have nothing else to do. So we create problems, I think, right, as a society right, that yeah. really aren't, problems i mean you want to go to a third world country and see this mother that is happy is grateful doesn't have any doesn't even have a home to live in and yet she's coming back to me to like give me my cash back because she's just a good person you know a good soul and and her focus is on something bigger than herself and it's inspiring you know it's inspiring it's a self-check yeah it's a self-check i mean i try to get those frequently if, if if i can because number one we live in the united states Number two, we live in Naples, Florida. Right. Right? Our problem is, you know, should I get the Mercedes oil change at the dealership or should I try to, you know, save $10 and go somewhere else? Right, right. It's bullshit. It is. Excuse my language. But it's like we really get caught up in the wrong things. Yeah. You know, is this loan going to close? Is this person getting me this? I mean, the reality is we need those self-checks. I do. Yeah. Because sometimes I'll shake my head. I'm like, I can't believe this is even impacting me the way it is because it's it's nothing in the grand scheme of things yeah and don't even get me started on like the people that it's so funny we were doing a branding class yesterday and the amount of like agents that just love to talk about like how much volume they closed in in the first six months and I get it like it's good to you know you get an award you want to post about it that's cool but like as a consumer you know like I want to be the hero. Like I'm the one that's like buying this house for my family, right. for my kids. You know, if you have kids, whatever that looks like. But it just makes me laugh that like every other day it's like, oh, this is what, you know, I, I closed this year. And, and it seems like such a self-promoting, like, right. like, right. you know what I mean? Like celebrate your family, yeah. celebrate yeah. like the people that are coming into the homes. Oh, uh, I got to stop doing that stuff, I guess. You make, <laughs> make me feel guilty now. No, no. I don't. 
no, 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 no. I mean, you no, know, I like know. I said. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, there's just in moderation, some, right? Yeah, right. In moderation. Like, everything in Let moderation. Let people know you're successful, but, yeah. you know, don't rub it in. And exactly. Squish it in and oh do all that stuff. Oh, my gosh. It yeah. just cracks me yeah. up. I'm like, oh, yeah. gosh, you about your own business again. Like, you know, it's just, you know, but whatever. Maybe I'm a little harder on people. But, um, but yeah, so it's changed my life in the sense that we don't have problems here. You know, we get upset because there's traffic during season. Like, you can't get yeah. to dinner in three hours. Oh, my God. Or you have to wait. Yeah, exactly. Heaven forbid I have to wait five minutes. Oh, my God. You know? And then and then I know you're like me. Well, most people. You look around, and you walk in, and like, there's a, um, sorry, sir, there's a 20-minute late. Well, 20-minute wait. Well, I look, and there's, like, 20 tables open. But the reality is a lot of these restaurants don't have people to work. Yeah. And, you know, they're everybody's, like, kind of, like, in a, in a little bit of a struggle right now. Right. And it's crazy because, like, speaking of the third world countries, like, man, like, my uncle's in it right now, right? Like, he's in Colombia. Right. He was here for a couple of years. He went back to Colombia. And he can't find a job, like nothing. And he's like here, he he would be so happy just doing like Uber drives or like yeah. Lyft or whatever. Like he would be so, so happy, you know, and he's in his, I think what now he's in his fifties now, but it's like the guy's fully functional and he would kill for an opportunity to work. And it's like, you just, you're just like, you know, the, it, it just blows my mind. Yeah. It and it brings up another thing. I, I don't believe I've been in a restaurant or a store in the last six months that hasn't had a help wanted sign on it. Right. I'm confused. They, no. And I looked, I think the job job numbers, I think there was more people, more like 350 people or 350,000 people were higher in unemployment right now. And I'm just, I'm just scratching my head. I'm like, that, that shocks me because, you know, everywhere I go, and it's not just Florida, it seems like there's jobs available, but people are just... Yeah. Stuck, stuck in a funk, I think, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it is. And it's like we've been told for a whole, over two, almost two years now what that we're going on, that we're sick and scared and fear. Like, I mean, I see the fear. It's, yeah. It's yeah. really sad, you know. Yeah. But hopefully- and I'll admit, this, this go around with this COVID, I've seen some close friends that, are, that have passed and some, some that are yeah. not doing real well. And it's like the first go around, it was kind of like, well, you know, maybe they had some underlying issues. These people are healthy. Right. And they're going in the hospital seven days later. It's it's over. Yeah, and that's scary. It is. Scary. I mean, it really scary. It is. Yeah, yeah. definitely so, not nothing light to. So I do get it. So give me a little rundown right now on you know maybe the mortgage rates, what's out there. I mean, what types of loans that are available, uh, things like that. Yeah, and absolutely. just kind of give us you know a little bit because one thing is is tough right now for in real estate is a lot of these deals are cash and then people aren't even looking at financing. But I'm telling people that hey, listen. A strong finance deal is just the same as a cash deal, okay? Right. It might even be more, 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 I should say, more of a chance of it closing, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. I tell people that. Yeah. It's a great point. I mean, a lot of times, like, if you think about it, someone that needs a house, I mean, they need to find their first home or they're buying a bigger one because their families are growing, you know, a finance deal, to me, is almost sometimes more secure than a cash deal because a cash deal could just... It could just be an investor, and all of a sudden they don't feel like it. They don't feel like That's buying happened. anymore, or like they they put in you know multiple offers and multiple properties, and now they're pulling out. So it's like depending on what you're looking at, communicate with the lender, see how strong the deal is. But um, but yeah, so I I think 
I think it is true. Finance deals are, are a little bit more secure, I think, in my opinion. I mean, with a good lender, of course. Um, right now, what I'm seeing a lot of people do right now is leverage the equity that they have in their house. Obviously, appreciation has been massive over the last year. If you bought before, you know, six months ago even, I would say, and even three months ago, I'm right. hearing of these flips that are producing $150,000 profit and such. But, um, yeah, people are taking advantage. I mean, with this housing market, it, it's... There's nowhere to rent, right? Like there's a rental problem now too. So rent's increasing. I've heard people rent going from 1500 to 2000 to 2100 in, in one year, you know? So what I'm seeing now is people pulling equity out for cheap rates. I mean, rates are still artificially low, you know, which eventually is going to change. I don't think, you know, the government did say like the feds are going to stop buying as many mortgage bonds. They didn't really say they were going to taper off. They didn't say how they're going to taper off, but you will see that cut back, which will eventually bring rates up. But over the next year or two, they're still, you know, predicted to be at all-time lows. And so I'm seeing a lot of people pull cash out of their homes, buying investment properties, um, taking advantage of, you know, of what the equity they do have and taking advantage of the low interest rates. Leverage. And then buying more properties. You're going to make massive income, uh, you know, passive income uh, as far as it goes with rentals, you know, being on the rise too. So that's what I'm seeing a lot of. Um it is tough for our first-time home buyers right now. Like you said, they're going up against cash deals, so it really does matter who you know. And you gotta you gotta work with someone. I think that really has been in the industry for a while, knows other agents because that does give favor. I mean, if you like working with another agent, you're more likely to accept their offer. And then, and then there's the awesome agents, real estate agents that actually accept VA offers, which, you know, for our veterans, it's like what it seems like. So to me, it's an, always an honor to work with the veteran, of course. And you, I just wish more agents knew how, how great VA loans are. They're solid. They are. Like you just have to have solid. the right coaching to go through it with a great lender. Um, but we need to get, you know, we need to take care of our veterans. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. Yeah, I, I noticed that because me personally right now, I, I don't know as if I'd want to pull my cash out to buy something, I would probably rather get the finance while it's low because if I'm, if I got something yeah. in there making six or 7%, right. and I can get something for 3% or even less, a lot less, yeah. two, you know, two and a half or whatever, I'm going to, you know, yeah. so, so the strategy is right now is I got to put a cash offer in because I got to get this house because it's competition so mm -hmm. steep to get it. I just, all last week I was running through that scenario. Yeah. So, but yeah, and talking to my buddy Dave, his mortgage company, Florida Pro Mortgage, he's he's basically saying like those VA loans are solid, the regular conventional, the FHA, things like that. They, I mean, those those deals close. Yeah, you know, as okay. long as they're solid going in, you have a good look at it. They're going to be secure up to the to the last day. Yeah, 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 and like you said, leveraging your money instead of having sitting it in your home, doing yeah. nothing, producing yeah. nothing. Yeah, take advantage of the low interest rates right now. Yeah, no, it's good. Well, Rosa, it's been great. I love it. The awesome. book is awesome. Get get a hold of Rosa. I don't know how many of you had these printed, but next next print, we need to get more. Because I, I got some more for you. <laughs> you we, some more. We're going to come out every month with them. Yeah, so. no, they're really awesome. And then if, if if you're all listening, make sure you get a hold of Rosa Madrid on, on Facebook, right? Yeah, find and, uh, Instagram, Rosa Madrid. Yeah, I got to do that Instagram a little bit more, but yeah, <laughs> social media go guru. And we got Diana. We don't have the Diana cam up, but Diana produces all the camera stuff. So a lot of us are going to be listening to this on a podcast, but we do also have it on video. Usually comes out a day or so later on our 239 Uncensored Facebook page and then also on YouTube. Yeah, so, awesome. And you can take snippets, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. All right, all Thanks right. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, I love it. 
All right, 239, that's censored everything Southwest Florida and beyond. And we are, we always say, out. 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 <laughs> Thanks, Rosa. Please make sure to download and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And don't forget to like and share on social media. This has been a Studio 239 production.